Welcome to the Missions Podcast. I'm not Alex Kochman, so I'm not going to give the traditional introduction spiel. But we're here at uh, T4G, and we're with a very special friend and a missionary that that has. I, I want to let him explain a little bit of the nuance of what he's doing. But Dr. David Prairie, so welcome to our show. Thank you, Scott. Uh, you came on board with ABWE, and now you're serving with one of the ministries as part of the ABWE family of ministries called Live Global. Yes. Can you talk, some of our listeners know what Live Global is. Can you talk a little bit about Live Global and how that has been a good fit for you? Yeah. Uh, Live Global is described as the partnering arm of ABWE. Uh, the way I describe it to most people is I serve on ABWE's Live Global team. Yeah. And uh, so primarily we focus our work through national partners that we have really all throughout the world uh, some of us work in more specific geographic locations than others. Uh, some, some of our teammates are connected literally all around the world. Um, because when I came on board with ABWE, I was especially uh, anticipating actually going and living in Eastern Europe. Uh, I've maintained some of those connections and even expanded in that region. So primarily I'm, I'm focused in that part of the world and, and surrounding areas there as well. Yeah, so like maybe help people understand that you know, we have multiple paths to be able to serve in missions. You know, traditionally within ABWE, you know, for instance, if you were going to go serve in Eastern Europe, you would move to the country, you'd learn the language, you would spend all that time gaining the cultural understanding, and then right. plan on being there for a very long time. Right. With Live Global, it looks a little bit different. How has that been a good fit for your family and the situation you guys yeah. are dealing with? It is a little bit different. Now, I have explained it to people as though even even when people do go the traditional route, I think one of the goals should be, and most of the time is even to make connections, partnership type connections with nationals in that country so that it's not just a Westerner or North American running things and, and being kind of the head honcho over the nationals, but rather partnering with them uh, for the expansion and growth of the ministry for a long time to come, even after that missionary is is off the scene. So, so partnering really, I, in, in my estimation, uh, should happen whether you go a traditional route or maybe the more less traditional route uh, that Live Global tends to take. The reason it's been a good fit for me is because when we began to raise support, um, the support raising process for us was, was really rather difficult, especially early on. And so rather than kind of waiting and waiting and waiting uh, to go and, and do ministry in this one location, Live Global allowed us uh, some flexibility with, with our support raising uh, and some flexibility to be able to begin ministry sooner than we would have otherwise and in a, in a broader scope than we would have otherwise. So, so it's not easy to finish a PhD, be a youth pastor and uh, raise support as a missionary at the same time? It was not for me. Uh, <laughs> other people seemed to do it a little more easily than I was able I, to. But. Very few were able to do a PhD and those things. Like that, I think that's an unusual, you had an unusual situation. Yeah. So talk to us, some of the places you're ministering in are really unique and special. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the opportunities that God's giving you? Sure, so as I said uh, before, we set out initially to go and actually live in Eastern Europe. And so we already had some connections. In fact, the our main connection over in, in the country of Moldova especially already uh, was and still is a Live Global partner. So we've maintained that connection and have been able to do some uh, teaching and training uh, and things alongside his church plant there. But then uh, now I actually recently was on a trip just a, a couple of months ago now 
uh, in about four different other countries in Central and Eastern Europe. So primarily my connections, uh, and so, so this is another thing about Live Global that, that's unique is there's so much, as I mentioned, flexibility that not everybody does what I do. I, I'm specifically focused on, because of my interests and, and giftings, I suppose, I, I mainly do focus on things like uh, pastoral training, theological education. Yeah. Uh, not everybody in Live Global goes that route, but, but my trip recently, I was able to connect with uh, pastors, um, one fellow and his wife who are interested in church planting in Central Europe. And uh, so that, that was a way for me to establish connections with churches as they think about further outreach and ministry and training in their churches to, to reach their region. Yeah. So in some ways you're coming underneath what's already happening in those places and working with national partners in a kind of a servant role of what they need you to do. That's exactly right. Yeah, Live Global has kind of a motto that we say we don't begin new ministries, we don't overtake ministries. We come alongside existing uh, ministries and, and believers who are uh, already bearing fruit in their ministries and we just simply come alongside them to try to help serve them as they reach their the people in their region and, and beyond their region. So in Moldova particularly is kind of a unique situation. Uh, you're working with a specific school there, right? A little bit, yeah. We I have connections with, with a school, but, but even more so it's with the um, church plant that our partner there has, has planted now that, that was planted um, about three and a half years ago now, I believe. So, and given the fact that like um, Moldova is like right next to Ukraine, we're seeing it on the news all the time. Yeah. How, how are the churches doing, and how is there a high level of alertness? Or you know, what are you what are you hearing and seeing there? Yeah. So actually, I was I was in uh, not in Moldova, but I was in Eastern Europe as um, that those invasions kind of began. So it was interesting to sort of be there during that time and and be a little more aware and closer as some of those things were happening. Um, the main way that it's affected churches in, in Moldova and Romania especially has been as they've cared for refugees that are coming through that region and helping to transport uh, families, especially mothers and children trying to get to other yeah. places um, in Europe, assuming they even have somewhere else, an idea of somewhere else to go. Some of them don't have an idea. They're just simply trying to, to escape and, and find stability somewhere else. So. Churches in that region, uh, especially that, that we've partnered with in Moldova, uh, in Romania, in, um, in Poland even, um, we've seen just churches really uh, cooperate together very strategically to care for those refugees well. And, and sometimes even at the, obviously the stretching of their own resources to do right. that. What are some of the other places you're working? You told me obviously you're Eastern Europe, you're also doing some stuff in India. Can you talk a little bit more about some of the places you're working? I think I can, yeah. So uh, one of our Live Global teammates um, who in the past has even lived in India is connected with, uh, with, with a church fellowship, but also with a Bible school that's there. And so I even currently am doing some teaching through Zoom uh, for some courses in that, uh, for that school. If someone's listening that maybe has a, a background in, in Christian higher education or is finishing up a PhD in theology or and wants to serve the global church, um, what are some of the unique challenges? You know, I mean, I think you went right here to the Southern Seminary right here yes, in Louisville. Right. Um, what are some of the unique challenges that, that, that are posed and what are some of the unique opportunities that someone getting to 
getting to serve in a Christian higher ed, so to speak, but overseas poses? I think there actually are fewer challenges maybe than what most people would expect. Um, maybe they would think that language is a barrier, and it can be, certainly, sure. but we don't necessarily have to learn three or four different languages to be effective. In fact, uh, most schools are, are interested either in um, English speakers or, or people who can teach in English and have it translated, or English resources that can be translated, or, for example, this, this school in India that I'm working with, currently there's no translation required. The, all right. the coursework is done in English. Right. So, uh, so there are challenges. Uh, mo most of them are more uh, cultural and just being aware of, yeah. of what the expectations are and, and what the norms are, more so even than language. The opportunities are vast. Um, you know, when I, if I was to look for a job at a at, at a seminary or Christian college in in the U.S., there just are so few that are available yeah. readily. It's just really hard to find work in those right. fields. Um, whereas around the world, I think I think schools uh, around the world are begging for people who have some training, who have higher degrees in, in, in you know seminary education right. to come and to do some teaching so opportunities are uh, from what I found almost limitless and in a place like India that's where English is the language of education there so it's not even right. uh, unusual to right. have higher ed in in English and, it, and it's and, and just to talk a little bit about the need especially in that country you're talking about a place where uh, there there are more churches even than there are pastors it's pretty common for pastors to, to oversee two or three or more churches at a time. Yeah. And so like students that I'm able to work with through this school who are eager to become pastors and to, and to work in churches, you know, there's a need for, for those men to be trained well right. so that they can lead those churches well. That's great. So how can people find out more about what you're doing, you know, get involved with your ministry, and how can they find out more about Live Global? Uh, Live Global, Live Global's website, liveglobal.org. Um, there's a uh, opportunity to find more info there and even to um, submit some contact info uh, to, to connect with one of our people directly. Um, we have a, a page on, on Live Global uh, or email david.prairie at liveglobal.org and I'd be happy to, to talk more about what I do specifically and how we could use other people to do similar things. All right, thank you, David. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening. We'll be coming back shortly with more information about what's going on here at T4G.